150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 35. I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast I do to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year, I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List. From January through October, twice a month, I count down from 50 to number 31, then throughout the month of November, which about 11 years ago I dubbed to be Persecuted Church Awareness Month, I count down from 30 to number one, the top countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List, uh, where Christians endure the most persecution ba based on their faith in Jesus Christ. It is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers go backwards. Two weeks ago, we were episode 36. This week is episode 35. In a couple of weeks, we'll be episode 34. On down throughout the month of November till the end of November when we reach episode number one, which is the worst country in the world for Christians to live in based on the persecution they endure because of their faith in Jesus Christ. That being said, it is Wednesday, August 24th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from WorthyNews.com. An independent Christian evangelist was burnt to death by his family and local villagers in the Bankura district of India's eastern state of West Bengal, Christians confirmed Tuesday. The August 14th murder of the evangelist, who was identified only as Matavan, lived in the village of Gobindapur in West Bengal's Jargram district, investigators said. He was the only Christian convert in his extended family and preached the gospel under the leadership of local evangelist named Tanmoy Sheikh in the Bankora district, according to Christians familiar with the case. Advocacy group Christian Solidarity Worldwide confirmed that the troubles began when Matavan went to visit his family for a wedding in early August. His children reportedly destroyed his Bible and verbally harassed him during the wedding day. His family allegedly pressured him to denounce his faith in Jesus Christ before the wedding. However, Matavan refused to do so, Christians said. Subsequently, on August 14th, Madavan's own wife and son came into the church in Bankura where he was and beat him badly and took him home, Christian Solidarity Worldwide said, citing local sources. He was then dragged into a nearby forest by his family members and locals who poured petrol over him and burnt him alive according to Christians with knowledge about the situation. Sources told, also told CSW that, quote, that the police, quote, refused to take any action, unquote, in response to the murder, as the issue was seen as a, quote, family problem, unquote, and they didn't want to interfere. Hostility to Christians is common in the West Bengal region, and therefore no villagers were willing to speak about the killing, CSW added. CSW's founder, President Mervyn Thomas, told Worthy News that his group, quote, forcefully condemns the gruesome murder of the evangelist Madivan, unquote. He said that it is, quote, deeply disappointing, unquote, to see that police officials, quote, haven't even registered a complaint, let alone taken any action in response to this egregious act, unquote. 
His group has urged the government of West Bengal and the central government of India to ensure that justice is served in this case. CSW wants that, quote, the perpetrators do not enjoy the impunity that often surrounds such crimes in India, unquote, a mainly Hindu nation. So, again, we see... uh, just another example of a Christian refusing to recant, pressured by family. Uh, I can't even speak this morning. Um, pressured by family members, by local villagers, by people in their community to recant their faith. And this carried out to its most extreme. And this is this is India. Most people don't view India as a place where Christians would endure violence. Hindus are usually, um, you know, stereotyped as very peaceful and so on but they can be just as radical just as extreme just as fundamentalist as muslims terrorists any of these other groups that are actively uh persecuting christians at a high rate because of their faith in christ so pray for um you know the family of this man who actively uh, participated in his murder um, that they would be drawn to a place of repentance, that the government and the police in this area would actually do something about this case and that there would be justice served for the, the murder of this man and ultimately that God would be glorified in uh, the death of his saints. So that brings us to our World Watch country, uh, World Watch list country for today, country number 35, Tunisia. Few facts about Tunisia. The region is Africa. The persecution type is Islamic oppression. The main religion is Islam, and the persecution level is very high. Population of Tunisia is about 12,019,000, of which about 22,800 are Christians. So, slightly less than 2% of the population there are Christian. What does persecution look like in Tunisia? For many Christians in Tunisia, the pressure they face is widespread and constant. While expatriate Christians are largely left alone, for Tunisian believers, pressure is high in every aspect, and the unseen difficulties of following Jesus in Tunisia impact believers around the North African nation. The situation is particularly dire for Christians who have converted from Islam. They face hostility and abuse from their families and their surrounding community. They can be, it can be dangerous to share their faith, so many of them are forced to worship Jesus secretly. They must be careful when gathering for worship, simply because exposure would endanger them, as they are monitored by Tunisian security services. Pressure remains at a high level for Christians in Tunisia. Though not much has changed, that doesn't mean things have necessarily improved. Christians everywhere in the country are still at risk for persecution, and Christians who came from Islam continue to bear immense pressure. Additionally, the country is currently in the midst of a political crisis. President Kais Saeed dissolved parliament in August 2021 and dismissed the prime minister, leading many observers to note it seems he's consolidating power, but no one is yet sure what this will mean for the Christian population, if anything. Converts from Islam to Christianity are most at risk due to pressure, abuse, and threats from their family and the society around them. Southern Tunisia tends to be more conservative and is an area where violent Islamic militias are active. So the risk is greatest in this region. Urban areas, particularly in the capital city of Tunis, tend to be more tolerant of Christians and even converts from Islam. 
So some prayer points for Tunisia. Please pray for Christians in Tunisia who have converted from Islam. Pray for women who worry they will be forced to marry a Muslim man because they have decided to follow Jesus. Ask God to preserve and protect them and ask him to encourage them even when they must follow him in secret. Pray for the Tunisian government and society as political turmoil continues. Pray God will prick the heart of those in authority that they will seek the good of all people, including religious minorities, and pray the people will be protected from instability. Pray for Open Doors partners in Tunisia that they'd be encouraged and strengthened to continue doing God's work in a difficult place. So let's pray. Father, thank you again that we have this time to come together to uh, pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you, Lord. We thank you that you've provided us with a medium, uh, the social the social media platform, YouTube, Facebook, all these, these uh, ways that we can come together across vast distances and even across the span of time. As many people will watch this video or listen to the podcast later and yet still join their voices with us as we pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you, Lord. Father, we lift up... Um, this community in uh, in West Bengal, in uh, this area where this um, evangelist was murdered by his family and these local villagers. Father, we pray that you will use other evangelists in the area and Christians in this area to draw people to repentance and faith, even those who actively permitted, uh, actively participated in the murder of Madhavan, this, uh, this evangelist there. Um, Lord, that you would use that to draw his family, those villagers, that ultimately you'd be glorified, uh, Lord, as your word says, that you you delight in the death of your saints. Um, you're glorified in those who stand firm in their faith in the midst of persecution, God. But we pray that you would use that, that, that witness, that people would see that this man was willing to go to his death because of what you did for him, what you did, the, the price that you paid to pay the penalty for his sin, and that that would draw them also to repentance and faith, and that they would seek after you, Lord, and again, that you would be glorified in all these things. Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Tunisia. We pray for those who have converted from Islam, who endure the same pressure and could face the same fate as this evangelist in India, Lord, that they could they could ultimately go to their death because they have renounced Islam and chosen and, and been drawn by you um, and regenerate, regenerated by you and uh, and elected by you to follow after you, Lord, and they've 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 walked away from Islam and in such they, they endure this persecution. Lord, we pray for them. We pray that you would continue to strengthen their faith. We pray that you would walk with them, that you would raise up um mentors and those who could disciple and walk with them. Lord, we particularly pray for the women in this area who are often forced to marry Muslim men as they are uh converted to Christianity, that they would either uh renounce Christ or just be forced into a, a Muslim marriage. Lord, we pray that you would protect them. Again, that you would raise up believers in this area, um, that you would uh, form Christian marriages. Lord, and protect those women in this area. We pray for the government in Tunisia. We pray that you would... Um, Again, you would prick the heart of the king of all the leaders in this government, Lord, that you would draw them to repentance and faith, that they would follow after you, Lord, that there would be a resurgence of, of religious freedom, uh, that Christians would be able to worship freely. 
uh, and God, that, that you would again be glorified in all these things. And Lord, we do pray for those who uh, work with Open Doors and all different uh, parachurch groups in this area as, as missionaries, as mercy workers as what whatever you have drawn them to do in those areas as christians lord we pray that you would strengthen their faith that you would encourage them to continue to do what you've called them to do but ultimately lord that you would use them to preach the gospel in this area even in the midst of persecution even in the midst of uh in in light of uh threat under threat of prison or beatings or even uh death lord that you would still give people the courage to proclaim your gospel, that you went to the cross to pay the penalty for their sin, that if they would repent and put their trust in you, Lord, that they would be saved, that they would be forgiven of their sin um, and and saved and, and be able to live with you for eternity. Um, and we praise you for that, Lord. And again, we pray that in all of these things, that ultimately that you would receive the glory because it is in your name and for your glory that we pray these things, Jesus. Amen and amen thank you again guys for taking the time out to to join me 10 to 15 minutes every couple of weeks throughout the year and then once a day throughout the month of november if you know anybody who would be willing to join us uh, anyone who would be willing to learn more about what our brothers and sisters endure and ultimately and you know pray for our brothers and sisters please invite them to come to the fifth sill page on facebook or the evangelical norm channel on youtube this is the only time that i actually actively ask you guys to invite other people always ask you to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already which if you haven't please hit the subscribe button like share do all of that but again if you know anybody who would join us to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in jesus christ please invite them to come they can go to again the fifth seal page on facebook evangelical norm channel on youtube or if they don't have time to watch a video they can grab the mp3 podcast anywhere where they get audio podcasts amazon google play uh itunes pandora spotify any of those places just look for the fifth seal you can get the podcast put it in your earbuds take it with you 15 minutes uh join us to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted around the world because of their faith in jesus christ and as always preach the gospel at all times use words they're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.